welcome to the Lessons for Living television program. My name is Bill Santos. Thank you so much for watching. The movie The Darkest Hour takes place during the early days of World War II. The fate of Western Europe hangs on the newly appointed British Prime Minister Winston Churchill, who must decide whether to negotiate with Adolf Hitler or fight against incredible odds. During one of the darkest periods of the war, after the collapse of France and before America got involved, Winston Churchill wrote that the question in the minds of both friends and foes was this. Will Britain surrender too? At the time, he made a speech that contained this sentence. What General Weygand called the Battle of France is over. I expect that the Battle of Britain is about to begin. Upon this battle depends the survival of Christian civilization. You see, you and I, well, we are also in a battle. And upon this battle depends the joy of our heart, the happiness of our marriage, the welfare of our children, the security of our home, and the influence of our life. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 12. Finally, my brothers, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For our fight is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, and against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. You see, we are involved in spiritual warfare. But the problem is many people, perhaps most people, they don't even realize it. And many of God's soldiers, well, they're asleep in the barracks when they ought to be out on the battlefield. The reason why so many people are losing their battle with the devil day by day is because they're not even showing up for war. In fact, I believe a lot of people, including Christians, don't even realize there's a war going on. I'm afraid there are a lot of people who don't realize who their enemy is. They don't realize there's a war going on. They don't understand that every single day we're in a fight for our spiritual life. Someone has said much of the church's warfare today is fought by blindfolded soldiers who cannot see the forces raging against them, who are buffeted by invisible opponents, opponents and respond by striking one another. Douglas MacArthur, one of the greatest generals of all time, once said, in war, there is no substitute for victory. Well, that statement is doubly true for the spiritual warfare we find ourselves in as children of God. See, in our war, God wants us to be victorious. It's high time we stop blowing the retreat 
and begin sounding the charge. There are too many people, too many who are letting the devil take it to them when they ought to be taking it to the devil. I read the story of a football player who graduated from college and his coach asked him if he'd like to stay on and come on and be part of the staff and be a scout to try to help find other good football players. He said, sure, coach. What kind of a player are you looking for? He said, well, there's a kind of guy that when you knock him down, he just stays down. He said, we don't want him, do we, coach? The coach said, no, we don't want him. But then he said, then there's the kind of guy that when you knock him down, he gets up. But if you knock him down the second time, he stays down. He said, we don't want him either, do we, coach? The coach said, no, we don't want him either. He said, but there's the kind of guy that when you knock him down, he gets up. You knock him down, he gets up. You knock him down again, he just keeps getting up. Guy says, that's the guy we want, right, coach? The coach said, no, we don't want him either. He says, what I want you to do as a scout is I want you to find the guy who's knocking all these other guys down. That's the guy I want. Well, I believe it's high time that we get off the defense and put on the offense. This is war. I want to share with you how you and I can prepare for a battle, a battle that goes on on a daily basis so that you and I, so that we can win our spiritual war. Number one, prepare for the attack. Now this war, this war is unlike any other war fought in history because it's a spiritual war. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12. For our fight is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, and against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. You see, the war that I'm speaking of, the war that is going on at this very moment, right there, it's right there where you are, where you are, you may not... You may not be able to see the bullets whizzing by your ear or the bombs exploding over your head, but that war is real, and it's going on right now. It's being fought right there in your home. That's why marriages are falling apart at a record rate. That's why children are, are rebelling against the authority of their parents. That war is going on. It's going on in our heads. It's going on in our hearts. That's, that's why all of us have to battle every day to do what is right instead of doing what is wrong. But just because this war is invisible doesn't mean it's not real. If you don't think there's a war going on, just read the newspaper. Watch the news. And you'll see the results of this war in things such as murder, rape, prostitution, robbery, terrorism, drug addiction, school shootings, child molestations. These are the rotten eggs that have been hatched by this terrible war. Notice that 
that Paul says in verse 12, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. Everyone is in this war. Everyone has to fight. No deferments, no exemptions, no conscientious objectors, not in God's army. When you give your heart to Jesus, you don't get into a frolic, you get into a fight. God not only puts salvation in our heart, he puts a sword in our hand. When, when Paul came to the end of his life, he says in 2 Timothy chapter 4 and, and verse 7, I have fought the good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. He exhorted his, his protege, this, this, this young Timothy, and in 1 Timothy chapter 6 and, and verse 12, fight the good fight of faith. C.S. Lewis once said, there's no neutral ground in the universe. Every square inch, every split second is claimed by God and counterclaimed by Satan. So at every waking moment, we had better be on guard because there's a war going on. Number two, know your enemy. You know, I quoted uh, MacArthur earlier, but MacArthur once wrote an article entitled Requisites for Military Success. And in it, he gave the four principles that he believed were the most important in order to win a battle. He said, first of all, there must be morale. He said, having a fighting force, uh, it must be united by an esprit de corps, a will to win, a sense of cause that would be worth dying for. Secondly, he says, there must be strength. The soldiers must have adequate training and they must be well-equipped in order to do the job that's been asked of them. Third, he said, there must be adequate sources of supplies. Lifelines must be kept open so that those at the front will receive all that they need in order to win. But you know what he said was by far the most important principle? He said, in order to prevail in battle, you must have knowledge of the enemy. He wrote, the greater the knowledge of the enemy, the greater the potential of victory. Now, we are told here in Ephesians 6.11 who our enemy is. Here's what it says. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. Now, I want you to be very careful here because as I talk about the devil, I want you to avoid two extremes you might have in your attitude to this, towards this one called Satan. On the one hand, many people ignore the devil. They even make fun of the devil. They think of the devil as some kind of a you know, mythical figure. Well, I, I want to say right up front, and I'm not ashamed to tell you this, I believe in a personal devil just as much as I believe in a personal God. We are told in verse 12 that our battle is against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. That tells me that <clears throat> Satan is a spiritual being. 
And that ought to tell us that everything spiritual is not necessarily good. But it shouldn't surprise us that our fight is spiritual. Well, because our foe is spiritual. You see, we can't fight Satan on a natural plane. We've got to fight him on a supernatural plane. We're not going to win over Satan. We're not going to win in our war against Satan by, by sheer willpower. Satan quakes at the sight of the breastplate of righteousness. He quivers before the shield of faith. He quails before the sword of the Spirit. But those are the only weapons he fears. And those are the only weapons that will work against him because he's a spiritual enemy. He's not an enemy to be trifled with. We go on to find out that our war is against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world. So I want to say on one hand, don't underestimate the power of the devil. Don't ever think that you can handle him on your own because you can't. By yourself, in your flesh, we will never overpower him. In fact, he will overpower us every time. But we are also told in verse 11 that we are to stand against the wiles or the schemes of the devil. Now, the word wiles is a very interesting Greek word because it is from the Greek word equivalent of wiles that we get the English word method. It literally means deceit or trickery. The Living Bible uh, translates it this way. Watch out for the tricks of Satan. See, Satan is the master of deception. The devil has even deceived us in the way that we think about him. We conjure up the picture in our mind of a little man wearing a long red you know, underwear with horns on his head and a, a forked tail, a pitchfork in his hand, you know, walking around looking for somebody, you know, bending over. A lot of people look at that picture of the devil on the side of a you know, a, pot, a potted can of meat and say, well, I don't believe in that kind of devil. Well, I've got news for you. I don't believe in that kind of devil either. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 11, verse 14, no wonder, for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. I want you to understand that this devil is interested in darkness and wickedness. You know, <clears throat> we're very fond of saying God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. And that's true. But I think we ought to add this reminder. Satan hates you and has a wicked plan for your life. God wants you to be happy and holy. Satan wants you to be depressed and dirty. If you're not in Jesus, he'll do everything he can to make sure you never come to Jesus. And if you've already come to Jesus, he'll do everything he can to make sure that your sin and everything you do will cause you to lose the joy of your salvation. As I talk about the devil, I realize that 
many of us could be intimidated because he is powerful. But that's why we need to remember this last point. Wear the armor. Paul says in verse 11, put on the whole armor of God. Literally what that verse says is this, put on the whole armor of God and keep it on. There are no furloughs, no truces, no leaves of absence. There are no ceasefires in this war. We've got to keep our armor on. We've got to keep our guard up. We can never relax. You can never let your guard down. Because just as surely as we do, Satan will sucker punch us. He will hit us at our weakest moment when we least expected. So I'm admitting to you that Satan is dangerous. The devil is deadly. Old Lucifer is destructive. This wicked force is deceptive. But listen to me carefully. He is not invincible. I'll never forget how frightened people were of Saddam Hussein at the start of the first Gulf War. People thought he'd be such a formidable foe. But after the war was over, in just a matter of hours, I'll never forget how General Norman Schwarzkopf stood before a press conference and gave his assessment when he said, Saddam is neither a strategist, nor is he schooled in the operational art, nor is he a tactician, nor is he a general, nor is he a soldier. Other than that, he's a great military man. Well, let me give you some good news. Satan is not omnipotent. Satan is not omnipresent. Satan is not omniscient. But God is. He's all three. Satan is not sovereign, but God is. And other than those qualities, well, he's a powerful foe. But greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. You see, you and I, we have an advantage over Satan. It's the armor of God. I want you to imagine yourself sitting on a warship, putting your hand against the wall, which in Navy language, I understand it to be called the bulkhead. Now, hold your hands, you know, about 24 inches apart. That's how thick some of those walls are on the older battleships. Armor on a ship is placed in the areas where the ship is the most vulnerable to enemy missiles. Normally, an armor belt is placed around the sides of a ship from about 10 feet below the waterline to just above the waterline. Theoretically, a torpedo hitting the armor belt would not penetrate into the hull and cause flooding. Likewise, armor plating would be placed along the upper surface of the ship to repel bombs dropped from airplanes. Well, you see, God has given us armor guaranteed to repulse the most powerful missiles. 
the strongest bombs and the mightiest torpedoes that Satan can fire at us. It's no wonder then that it says in James chapter 4 and verse 7, Therefore submit yourselves to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. You know that there's not a single verse in the Bible that tells us that we are to run from the devil? The Bible says we are to flee temptation. The Bible says we are to flee sin. But the Bible never says we are to flee from the devil. The Bible says we are to resist the devil, and the devil will flee from us. We're in a war. I want us to begin thinking not about what the devil can do to us, but what we can do to him. We're going to find out that because of the Lord Jesus Christ and his death on the cross, because the awesome power of the Holy Spirit and because the armor of God, we can and we will win that war. Let us pray. Our gracious God and loving Heavenly Father, thank you that we can draw strength and courage and stamina and power from you to resist the temptations of the devil, that he will flee from us. Father, I pray that you strengthen each and every viewer, each and every person within the reach of my voice. May they put on the armor of God, keep the armor of God, resist the devil, and find peace and security in Jesus. Bless each and every viewer, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we've come to the time in our program where we have our special offer for our viewers. Uh, each and every week, every time we have a program on, we like to have a resource that we offer you so that to help you better understand God and His will for your life and, and a resource to add to your spiritual library. Uh, if you are waiting on a gift that you have requested and it hasn't arrived yet, then don't hesitate to email me at bill at l4ltv.com and we'll do our best to get that out to you just as quickly as we can. You know, sadly, sometimes some requests fall through the cracks. We miss them, but we'll do everything we can to get you the gift. Well, today's offer is a little book written by John C. Brunt. It is called How to Survive Armageddon. Uh, we'd love to send this little book to you. It will come to you in the mail, uh, free of charge, postage paid. There is no obligation whatsoever on your part. I have to tell you that we appreciate those of you that send those donations after having received one of our gifts, but there's no obligation on your part to do that. If you'd like to receive this book, then I'm going to ask you to pay close attention to the information that we're about to give you. To receive today's free offer, you can log on to the Lessons for Living television website, www.l4ltv.com. That's the Lessons for Living television website, www.l4ltv.com. You can also write us at Post Office Box 27030, 
Simcoe Conlon Post Office, Oshawa, Ontario, L1G 0A3. And we would be happy to send the offer out to you. That's Post Office Box 27030, Simcoe Conlon Post Office, Oshawa, Ontario, L1G 0A3. If you live in Canada, this offer will be sent out to you free and postage paid. For viewers living outside of Canada, shipping charges will apply. If you wish, you could order this offer by calling our 1-800 number and speaking with one of our volunteers at 1-800-972-0337. 1-800-972-0337. Operators are standing by now. While on our website, you can leave a prayer request and if impressed to do so, donate to help keep this ministry on the air. Thank you for your support. Well, we've come to the end of another program. Thank you so much for watching. Uh, let me ask you to do me a favor. Would you share um, your thoughts on this program? Share it with your friends and your family. And, and when it's on, share it on your social media so that we can every week just increase the number of viewers we have. And we appreciate those of you that are, that are passing on the word to your friends and to your family about our Lessons for Living television program. One of the ways you can encourage folks and get them up to speed on our ministry here is to visit our website, l4ltv.com. When you go on the website, you'll see what the upcoming program is. There's a tab there for all of our previous programs. Now, every program we've aired is accessible from that page. You can request the free offer. Uh, on that uh, on the website also there's a tab that says free offer there's a live appearances tab that will show you where i will be appearing live in in and around the gta or really in various places around the world and uh, if we're ever in your area why not come out and visit us and give me an opportunity to greet you personally there's also a donate today tab on that Donate Today tab, you can send a donation. You can do it by credit card. You can do it by Interact Debit. We are a charitable organization, so you will be receiving a taxable donation receipt that you can use for income tax purposes. And so if you'd like to help support this ministry, you can send that donation online by Visa, MasterCard, or by Interact Debit. I'm going to ask you to follow me on Instagram, Santos underscore Bill. Every day on my Instagram account, I post a one-minute video. And many of you have told us how you like to begin your day with that video. And what a great way to start so that you can uh, be focused on the things of heaven right from the very few, first few moments when you wake up. Check out our Facebook page. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. I'm going to also ask you to check out our MissionNowCanada.com website, which is the international humanitarian work aspect of our ministry. Find out when we will be going on our next mission trip. Let's look at the pictures of our previous mission trips. Sign up to receive information. Maybe you'll want to join us on an upcoming trip. You can also send a donation and designate it for the overseas mission work you can do that on the missionnowcanada.com website. Well, we're all out of time. We thank you for joining us. We hope to be able to do this again real soon. 
be praying that you are richly blessed by God in the meantime until we come back here together. See you back there real soon.